Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast, where I give you a fascinating insight into the world of real-life entrepreneurs and how they live their lives outside their business. Every week, I bring you super interesting conversations about the energy, thinking, habits, mindsets, and disciplines that make them successful in their life, which in turn allows them to be successful in their business. It's powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of solo inspiration from me, We dive right into what gives them the confidence to follow their own path and attempt to get unapologetically real so you can learn what it takes to show up in your life and live your truth unapologetically. Now today I've got a real old friend with me. Um, His name's Hitesh and I've known him since I've been back in Leicester, which has been a long time. Um, We grew up together, we hung around the street corners together, and I've seen him grown and become the person he is today. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Hitesh. Hey, Hitesh. Hi, Bavik. How you doing, mate? All good, man. So if you can tell the listeners about you, a short little introduction, then we can go into the conversations. Uh, Yeah, so like Bavik said, we've grown up together. Um, We knocked around at school together, we worked together, we learnt the hard way of running our businesses together. Um, so I'm a, I'm a massage therapist. And um, yeah, we've been doing that since ooh, about 2000. Yeah, so a, a good almost 20, 20 years now. And I think you're being a, um, a little bit sort of um, light with what you do, because I know you, obviously you say a massage therapist, and that's probably how you started your business. And that's probably how you sort of introduce yourself to it. But there's so much more you do, right? Oh yeah, so um, it's not like your normal everyday massage. We work with a lot of um, a lot of uh, hardcore injuries. So we work with a lot of sports people, people who've been in accidents, people who've fallen off scaffolding. So a lot of muscle damage kind of um, injuries. So we try and get them rehabilitated. Um, that's just the one little starting part of it. And then it's all the education part of how to continue getting better. Um, that's my passion, how to get people better and continue to keep better and to prevent stuff from happening as well. Perfect. Now, do you know, let's, if we just rewind back to the, you know, yeah. back in the day when you decided that, you know what, this is something that may be of interest to me. Do you know what I mean? At that point, it's probably just thought, you know, I, I like this kind of thing. So if you, if you can just go back to this early days of when you started to massage, was it actually massage you started or was it other things you did and then you decided to move into this? All right, so um, I didn't even want to do this at all. I didn't even have a, a thought of doing this until um, I was 14 years old. I had a skiing accident. Um, through that skiing accident, the doctors told me you probably never walk again. You're, you know, you're going to be in a wheelchair. You probably have to be in bed, these special beds and stuff. And um, in my head, something just clicked that said, no, that's not right. Uh, my body is going to get better. I will heal. And... Um, it's been a long journey since then so i had like a massage i had cupping i had acupuncture i had a whole range of like these holistic treatments that made me a little bit better a little bit better so from 14 to about i'd say about 19 20 years old was um, my my training time because i having these treatments and um all the different therapists i spoke to whatever they said kind of like stuck in my head whereas when i was at school sitting in front of the, the mass teacher and, you know, Mr. Golding going, oh, you know, this is algebra. This is, you know, X, Y squared. And none of that stuck in my head. It was like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Whereas practically my hands were doing stuff was like what really got me thinking about, you know, 
um, working with my hands. Um, and when these guys were just talking to me, how your body works, how muscles react, how your body repairs itself, um, all of that kind of flooded into my mind and just stuck in there. Um, and even then, I, I, I didn't realize that I could do this as a living. I just thought, oh, you know, it's, you have to be like super clever. You have to be like an, a doctor kind of level to, to be able to help other people. But through that knowledge just um, being imparted upon me through my treatments, um, whenever my friends and family members had aches and pains, I'd be like, oh, to get rid of that back, you just need to do X, Y, and Z exercises, you know, to make your neck more aligned. You have to do these kind of exercises. So I had that knowledge. Uh, coming through, oh, sorry, someone just called in, um, um, had that knowledge coming through and I was just kind of just using it to help people. And they were like, why don't you become a therapist and just do this properly? And I, and I still in my head, you know, it's that small mindset of like, oh no, you've got to be really good to do this kind of thing. Like, you know, you've got to be really educated. Um, but then where one day, um, fate had it, I had a really cushy job at BT after leaving school like we all did right um but we got made redundant and went to the job center they said well rather than you being on the on the doll i don't know if they still call it that um, nowadays but uh, rather being on a doll why don't you train as a and we'll pay for your training to do a course you can be an electrician you can be a plumber bricklayer all that kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff didn't make you know it didn't interest me so i said well uh, uh, my friends think i should be a therapist or a massage therapist and the guy's like, are you sure? We never had anybody that wants to massage therapy. He goes, let me go ask my manager. And the manager was like, same thing, like, are you sure you want to do that? That's like a girl's job, isn't it? I said, oh, I don't want to do like the beauty side. I want to like really fix people. He goes, well, if you can find a course, we'll see um, if, you can, if we can do this. Now, this is how amazing the universe or fate or God has it. I walked out of that center, the job center in Charles Street, and I bumped into um, one of the girls I used to go college with, and she had a prospectus for um, Southfields College. She goes, I'm gonna do hairdressing at Southfields College. I was like, do they do massage there? She goes, I don't know, let's look in here. Looked in there, they had a massage therapy course. I said, can I just go in into the job center with this for like literally two minutes and show them? And they were like, went in, they're like, wow, that was quick. <laughs> so he goes, hold on, let me go ask my manager. And the manager came back and he goes, look, we don't mind paying for this course, but you're going to have to contribute towards it. I was like, oh, how much is it? So he goes, oh, we're, we're willing to pay, I think it was like 400 pounds and the course was 415. So he goes, you're going to have to pay the 15 pounds. I was like, okay. <laughs> the whole 15, the whole 15. <laughs> the whole 15 pounds. So literally they, um, they paid for the course. I did the course and it was a year's course, but in that year, I found, I, I kind of knew more than what their course was teaching. They're teaching, they're teaching me like um, the academic skills and like the, the, the theory, the physiology and everything else behind it. But the technical part that, you know, using your hands and stuff, I was like, oh my God, I, I, the, the techniques that I was using, because I learned from these professionals from back in the day, were so far advanced. So when I started busting them out with, um, you know, the, the, the other um, participants on the course the teacher was like oh my god you're so good <laughs> um, and that kind of like boosts your confidence like you know you are doing something right um, so yeah did that for a year and then I was just like working for people here and there after that because I still thought in my head 
can this actually be a business? Can this actually pay my bills? Because I always had that fear of like, oh no, what if like nobody comes? Mm. And I think you, Lena, um, and everybody else who like kind of just helped me get through this. Um, so like working with you guys, um, you just kind of imparted like, you know what, if you don't try, you're never going to know. And what's the worst that could happen, right? You can go back to like stacking shelves in, you know, as zero things, I mean, that's fine. But if you don't try this, you never know how far it's going to take you. And I think I that's think, when what you guys really help me with. And I think, you know, um, exactly in terms of most people's journeys are probably same similar to mine as well, where we don't actually know, you know, you just, at that point, it's just an idea. Let me give it a go. Um, and because the risk is so low at that point, you know, we've learned something, we might have a little understanding of something, let me just give it a go. And if it, you know, worse comes to worse, it don't happen, then I'll, you know, I'll just go and get a course and do I'll do something else anyway, right? And it's never planned out that way, is it? You know, you never wrote a business plan to say, you know, next five years is going to be like this and this, how much money I'll take. It's more a case of, let's just start and give it a go and see if anyone comes and if they do and, and, and it's always interesting the first person you know and you're like I'll, I'll help and and i don't i think we always see it as just helping people you know we'll help people and you know if we get paid we get paid and if not it's fine and that's how i think a lot of things start and then eventually so at some point there's a, a tipping point where you're like actually this is something real now, you know, whether that's yeah. one month, whether that's one year, whether that's five, whatever it is, at some point you think, actually, people are coming to me because of the skill I have or, or, or because of the person mm-hmm. I am. And now yeah. I can convert that into, you know, paying for things maybe, or, or, you know, or the money seems to be a byproduct of what I do, but I really enjoy what I do. So, you know, it's a bonus. Like you said, it, it really is. You've got to find what you like to do. Like, we love doing what we do. And, um, you know, um, if you get paid for it, it's an even better bonus because you don't have to go and look, look for what they term a proper job. You know, when I started, people would be like, yeah, you should find a proper job, mate. Like, <laughs> and now it's like, they're the ones that come to you and say, oh, mate, thanks for sorting my back out. So my, you know, bits and bobs out. But like I say to everybody, you know, get a lot of people who, who want to say, oh, I want to be as successful as you. I said, you know what? You don't know what my success is because my success is waking up being just happy you don't care about the money or living in a grand house or whatever whatever you term your success that that's entirely up to you because everybody has a different definition of it um but in terms of you're asking get so many clients it's simply because the first client you do you treat them with um the most love respect and give them your all from your heart because people will pick up your heart energy rather than what you say with your voice, you know? I, I see people saying all the right stuff, um, you know, when you watch other people's videos and that, but you can tell they're just like clock watching, right? Oh, another hour done, man. That's another 50 quid in my pocket. See you later, kind of. Whereas uh, we're like, you know what? Let's get you fixed. Let's get, you know, what your issues are. Because a lot of the times, the issues that people turn up with aren't necessarily the issues that they need dealing with straight away. You know, you might have a back pain, but it might be, all right, are you sat at your desk properly? We need to adjust that. Mm-hmm. Are you doing your sleeping exercises properly? No. All right, let's adjust that. You know, there might have been to like 20 other therapists before they get to you. Um, but I'm like, what did you do with them? What did you learn? What did you, you know, what did you implement? And a lot of the times they were like, oh, they just told me just do this. I said, but did you do this? What time did you do it? How often did you do it? And because they're not getting that consistency from the therapist that they've been to see previously, because, you know, therapists know, like, if you don't do your work, 
at home, you're going to keep coming back. You know, that's extra another week's money, another week's money, you know, might see for 10, 20 weeks. Whereas if you fix them straight away, they ain't going to come back because they're fixed, but they'll always remember you. I have clients from back in the day, from 20 years ago, that are still recommending people to say, oh, you know what? This guy fixed my back. And um, so, yeah, what, the seed that you plant, it's a, it's a, what it, an oak tree, a slow growing tree, right? But somewhere down the line, you collect that harvest. Don't go for the quick fix. Go for the long-term gains, man. That's what I tell people. And I think, you know, from what you said there, something I've said in previous episodes is that the world needs to see a guy who cuts your grass with passion. They don't need to see another doctor. A guy, you know, the world needs to see someone else who builds your wall with immense, you know, clarity with the way you want it, not another dentist. And that's where the, you know, having faith and belief in ourselves comes in, but also not conforming to society's version of success. You know, if you feel like, you know what, my dad wants me to be an accountant, but what I want to do is be a stand-up comedian. The world needs to see you as a stand-up comedian because that's where you're going to throw your energy the most and that's where you, people are going to feel you the most. You can sit behind a desk and be an accountant, be miserable, and everyone around you will be miserable because you're miserable, you know? And then you can't yeah. be miserable and everyone in at home will be miserable and everyone will be fed up of you. Whereas if you then got up on that stage and you made people laugh, that's what the world needs to see. And I, you know, even with young people, now we, you know, we, because we are now second generation, here she's second generation, I'm second generation. So what we have that our parents necessarily didn't have is, a, is the opportunity of choice. We have the choice to live our life the way we want because of the hard work they put into their lives. You know, they grafted and just did what they had to do. Now mm -hmm. we, I feel almost that like we need to step up as a generation to say, you know what? We now need to create the world in our eyes. We need to see what you know, people need to see around us, which is fulfilled people having a, a, a life of love and doing a career that is not seen as a job. It's seen as serve, giving service. And if you give service in the right way, then you'll give service all your life till the last days. It's never seen as a job. What do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, you never see it as a job. You know, when people say, oh, you, you know, what do you do for work? I was like, well, like I said, oh, the, the, the term is a massage therapist, but yeah, it's, I don't see it as well. I just see it as like, yeah, when you, the, the greatest gift I get, um, when people come in and, you know, you can see pain on people's faces. You can see like hurt. And um, when they leave and they've got that twinkle in their eye and they're happy and they're smiling, that kind of resonates in your heart. That's like an amazing um, thing to feel. And I see that with like, you know, I have um, clients who are artists and when they've done their work, and they've, you know, given, you know, they sold their paintings and people like see it with that same kind of passion or someone who does, you know, baking cakes, for example, and other people see it and they're like so happy. That's what point when you've made another human being feel that great, that happy, that wonderful. Um, you just feel amazing. And like you said, it, it's amazing that, you know what, we stand on the shoulder of giants. Our parents came from literally earning nothing back home earning peanuts here but they put a roof over our heads they forced us to go to school to do better than they did yeah and we saw it as hard but now when you look back at it we like you know what we're so grateful that they pushed us and um they wanted probably wanted us to do like you know become a doctor or an accountant that kind of stuff but they're still happy that we, we became who we are and this we're lucky that we live in this country that we can you know literally explore so many different avenues and be 
who, I don't know if you believe in God or the universe or whatever our hearts created us to be. So yeah, we're just going to be truly grateful that we are on the, on the shoulder of our, our parents. And like you said, we've got to push the next generation to say, right, you know what? We're not stopping here. We're going to take you even further. Because if in one generation we've come this far, imagine how far the next generation is going to take us. And, I and think it's just being, amazing to be part of it. You know, being part, um, living in this country, what I've found is that you, because we, we, you know, we're born here, so we have the blessing of an Indian culture and all the foundation, the roots of that, but also the influences of the British culture. And we're in between. We're like the bridging generation between both cultures, mm-hmm. right? So we get the best of both we get to celebrate christmas and diwali do you know what i mean we we have yeah, yeah. Both, you know and, and we celebrate equally we celebrate equally exactly because we realize we're a part of a community here but we're a part yeah. of the community here as well so in the house and outside the house we now are you know we speak gujarati and we speak english do you know what i mean and that yeah. gives us i think such a depth that even speaking to a lot of people i know that are you know from here born here you know british people on their side you know it just intrigues us how you can progress and be so successful in whatever you decide to do, but still have such a grounding at home and, you know, get up when your grandparents walk in or when older people walk in and still have that community bond where everyone's ready to help out a drop a hat. You know, you know, our family and, you know, you're part of that anyway is when there is an event or a big event, everyone just turns up. You don't need to tell people, oh, I need help. They're all there, right? Yeah, it's something that's that's kind of instilled in us. I don't know, maybe just because we're Indians and we've been brought up like that. I don't know if like you know, like English people will see that, but they see that as oh, you might be intruding on people. Whereas we like oh, look, you know, someone passes away. You first thing you you go down, you make sure the family gets done whatever they need doing. Give them a hand. Yeah. You don't you nobody asks for an invite. You just turn up, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Even on birthday, nobody nobody expects you to like be invited. You just we just turn up, right? And um, that's, for me, that's the beauty of, you know, when you have, when you, when sometimes you, 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 you go through some dark moments, you know, a lot of it's in your mind. There's never real dark moments that are happening, but you put these through your mind and just knowing that there's all these people around you, there's it's energy around you that even if shit hits the fan and everything pulls up, you're not going that far because there's too much goodness and so many hands around you to pick you back up say bro is everything okay okay fine get on your way do you know what i mean it there's so much of that that we is almost it would almost be um uh it would be an it would be a shame if we didn't use that to step up not just for ourselves and be the light that we can be but be the light for all the people around us that need their paths lighting up when they need it as well Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like they say, in it, um, the candle does, doesn't lose its brightness by lighting another lighting another candle, right? Hundred percent. And I think, like, um, especially in in our family, is basically everybody is like that. Nobody has that jealous thing. Oh look, he's gone up in the world, or she's doing like this. We're like, yeah. If you if you're going up, we're gonna help you get even further, mate. We're there. Yeah. Whether it's like you need help with admin work or babysitting or cooking even a meal or something, you know. I, I can remember sometimes when I've been like down on my luck and like you guys are like, listen, mate, don't worry about that. We'll come pick you up. We've got to get something done. We'll, you know, we'll be there for you. And I think, um, so, you know, you know, that whole um, energy around us, um, we have this, um, 
I see almost like um, it's like a webbing, okay, that we are in. So we're suspended in the air, which is the love of people around us, which hold us up and keep us in this, this, this space. And because we're in that space, we only want to give back and give more. Because we know when we give more, we receive more. In you know, mm-hmm. like like, and it's like a symbiotic relationship, like the trees. Do you know what I mean, they give, we give; they give, we give. You know, and that support. Yeah. And I think it's so important just for the foundation, not even like my kids. You know, them being a part of that and seeing that, because even some of their friends now don't really have that. They don't really have many family around. But even my daughter was saying to me, she was, "I can't wait till lockdown finishes, so then we can just go to a birthday party like normal. You know, where we see everyone, <laughs> hug each other. You know." And that's a big thing, yeah. hugging people, because I'm quite a hugger. I hug people, and I miss that. Do you know what I mean? Just, just, just saying hello in that way. I know, like you notice, even like if you're walking in the street now, rather than just walking past someone like sensibly how we normally do, avoid them. So, going back to sort of life growing up, who do you think was the most influential in your life? Uh, as in terms of like people around us or celebrities yeah. Yeah. or no 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 people uh, people people around us oh um just seeing um do you know like just just even in our family um you uh you lena bavi i mean your dad was um, a real big kind of an influencer because can remember when he'd be like would be out playing he'd be like wait go do some work right <laughs> and um, do this and that and he, i always remember your dad used to make us eat fruit <laughs> always <laughs> always right and you still think oh man but now you know 40 years later and our skin is amazing right we still got good black hair and that like oh thanks man i looked after us um you know like one one of the other people that you had on here um Shiderin, um i can remember that i think it was i can't remember a family function i don't know if it was Lindsay's wedding or your wedding or something and she came down i think her back was hitting and lynn said oh let hits massage your back and i wasn't a, a massage therapist then i was just like i knew whatever i knew so i did it and she was like you should really pursue this because uh, you know you're really good and if you're good if you carry on doing it like this you know i'll be like your your first customer and that so i thought wow this is someone that actually doing what i wanted to do telling me that i'm good kind of really motivated me to go and do it so yeah um just you never know like you know someone you can say two little good words to somebody and that will motivate them for the rest of their lives like she probably just saying you know at that point oh yeah carry on you know do good whatever and don't, now and don't you think that you know 10 people before that could have said exactly the same thing and you didn't hear them is, yeah. just the, the, the at the right time the right words words from the right person and your ears were open and your eyes were open you heard it and they went in boom it sunk in. It sunk okay. in. Like and you that, said, sometimes that's all it takes, right? That's all it takes, man. And that, that's why I say to people, like, you know, when people say, oh, "I've got an idea of doing this," I was like, "Try it." That's my number one thing. Try it. I'm not going to guarantee that you're going to have success. I'm not going to say, like, you know, you're going to be amazing. I say, try it, because only if you try it, you're going to realize if you like it. Because in my head, I had all these ideas. Oh, yeah, I'm going to open up a car wash. I'm going to do like this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to open up a wood joinery sh- um, business. And I did it and I liked it, but then I got bored. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't my passion. It was something I liked down here, but my passion was like doing the massage therapy work, getting people better was, was, was my passion. It is still my passion, okay? Um, 
but I didn't see as as that back then. I just thought, oh, you know what? Um, one of the first things I tried was like t-shirt printing business. And I thought, oh, people wear t-shirts and make f- funny logos on there. And people are like, all right, it's funny, yeah, but I'm not going to wear that in the street. You know what I mean? And like, so I was like, okay, it didn't work out. It's cool. Let it go. Because I think you have to try. Imagine like, oh, what can I say? Imagine, do you like ice cream? All right. Yeah. Let's go specifically yeah. like chocolate ice cream, right? Yeah. And somebody will say, oh, yeah, I like chocolate ice cream. But I say, like, but have you tried all these different other varieties? Because they're, like, so many different types and um, all the different textures of these ice creams and everything else. But until you try the one that suits you the best, you, you know, you've got to try every single one to find that one. So I was like, same with your job, right? Try every little thing that your heart wants to try. And once you find a fire within you that says, you know what? This is what I love. And, you know, and I tell people that it doesn't have to be forever. You might want to do something for you know, a, a year, two years, 10 years, and then something else might come in there. You know what I mean? It's not like um, you have to be committed. Just because you're trained to be a lawyer, you don't have to be a lawyer for the rest of your life. And, I think, so um, and, and, and exactly what you said there, because um, it's, you know, when people, you know, it's like when they say um, at school, so what do you mean when you grow up? I don't know. You know, so, okay, so then you have to sort of take um, subjects and you have to take lessons to do that, right? So I remember going through school, what do you want to do? I don't know. Going through college, doing A-levels, what do you want to do? I don't know. Going to university, finishing university, what do you want to do? I don't know. Um, And then getting a call center job and then going back to university because then that kept my dad off my back for another year. Doing a master, <laughs> coming out of that hits and still saying, I still, I need I to buy buy time, do you understand? And then when yeah. I opened my business and, you know, 20 years ago, when I did that, what I thought was, you know what, I like technology, I like gadgets, let me just try. And hmm. that trying, because I was so interested in it, I tried a little bit more and a little bit more and that I got, you know, I understood that now, I tried it more. And I think that's where passion comes in. When you sort of have something in your heart, you want to start learning more about it automatically, you know? And that's how you know. If you got to a point where you're like, actually, you know what, I just want to learn that one thing, that chocolate ice cream, if that works, that's fine, and that's it, done. I don't think it's a passion, it's just something, a metric of making money. Yeah. When it's a case of actually, now let me understand pineapple ice cream, because I've done chocolate now. Let me understand, mm. you know, it's strawberry ice cream. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then I think that that is what drives you through. So when the, when the times are low, when no one's coming in and no one's calling you, you're using that time to grow yourself rather than thinking, oh, no one's coming in. So now mm. what am I going to do? And start panicking. It's more okay. So, okay, now I've got some time. Let me learn something new about the thing I'm doing to make me a better person, to give better service to the people out there. Oh, definitely. Like, you know, one of the things that I learned um, a long time ago is like, read or now that the onset of internet, um, you can watch as much information as you want in your chosen field. I wake up each morning and like YouTube just gives you an example, like, because I've already watched a head massage video. They'll show me another example and I'll watch that um, for half an hour, an hour first thing in the morning. That was what I was spending my first hour doing is learning. Because you can watch something and you can just learn something. And then you follow all the other links. You can read about, you know, you know this affects the A, Y, and Z. If you, you know, this nerve does this and this. So once you like learnt it, it doesn't necessarily stay in there forever. Because you can go back and watch the same video like 10 times and you still pick up something new each time because like you said your eyes were open to that specific thing at that that particular point so yeah every day first thing i either um i, I do my gratitudes 
um, very important. Uh, just giving thanks for whatever you're grateful for. Um, grateful for my health every single day. First thing I start off with, like just being grateful to be to to be grateful to yourself for who you are. Because a lot of people are punishing themselves every single day. You should have been better. You should have done this. You, should, you could have been like you know amazing. But that's not going to get you there. By taking care of yourself, being loving towards yourself is going to make you feel better. And that energy you carry out with you to everybody else that you meet. Um, so I do the gratitude. I, uh, I love watching different videos. And I see videos from all around the world. And I kind of like incorporate all the different techniques into uh, my treatments. And people are like, wow, that feels amazing. No, I can't take credit for any of it. This, this is... Uh, from generations back these these techniques have been going on um but i'm glad that they you know help you um so i always tell people learn whatever you want to learn about and open up that whole field something you just went uh, two words you said um in, in which is important to you in your morning routine what does self-love mean to you so self-love okay so you know growing up um, I don't know if it's that Indian thing or just in our family. You always thought that you, you're never good enough. Um, not as in like a, a person, but yeah, you know, study harder, get better. You come home with A, why do you get an A plus kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, but forget academics. Um, I'd say look at yourself. You know, today, God's going to give you an opportunity to help somebody. Are you going to take that opportunity? God's going to give you an opportunity to uh, do something a bit better. Are you becoming a man of excellence or a person of excellence to, to do better? You know, like, um, for example, I don't know. Imagine like, all right, simple things like someone drops litter in the street. Okay. That's their, that's their choice. But are you going to pick it up or are you just going to sit there and curse going, oh, you know what? That person's just being messy because you're not helping the world by cursing other people. Right. But if you just get up and say, just chuck it in the bin, you could chuck it in front of, in front of them. They might think, oh shit, you know what? I should have done that. I'm sorry they will think about, you know, become a better person themselves. So every single day, somebody will probably need some kind of help, some kind of advice or some kind of information. If you're in a position to give it, are you going to give it? Because a lot of people be like, oh, well, do you know what? That's my knowledge. I paid good money for it. I'm going to keep it for myself. But I just think, you know what? If you spread that knowledge, the whole world benefits. If you only benefit, great for you. But if you can make the whole world a better place, how awesome is that? And I so, think you know, like you said, there's so much um, information out there right now in terms of how to be, you know, connected, more connected to source. You know, I, I believe in universe, like you said, you know, you have a faith. Um, I believe that we are here on a bigger purpose. Sometimes we don't, we don't know why and we don't need to know why. We just be the best version of ourselves that we can be and let the rest sort itself out. Just keep doing the things that you do and do them well. Do it with your heart and put all your energy into it because that's what the world needs to see. You know, I've, I've said before, we are all cells in this one system and this system called this universe. And each cell needs to be strong for that system and that body to work well. And all we are is one cell. So if we can be the strongest we can be, Pitts can be the strongest he can be, we all work together and we can then be the strongest we can be for the round us and they can then be, and then it stretches out like a ripple to everyone out there. And I think that's how, if we can keep, you know, having these conversations out and open. And this is another reason I did this because, you know, entrepreneurs like us, you know, we, we, um, 
have a, a different way of thinking. What I mean by that, we resourceful. We are we work out a way. When there's an issue, somehow we have to think about it and, and we work yeah. out way. Yeah? We don't see it as a hurdle, we find a way around it, above it, under it, but we get around it, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's what the world needs to see right now. We're in a lockdown situation and some people have found it really hard. But the people I've been talking to and the people that are around me, like self, have said, you know what? It's probably the best thing that's happened in terms of allowing us to really reflect on our life, slow down and actually say what is actually important because when we're going at 100 miles per hour when do we actually get time to reflect and think about what's around us oh, we, we don't isn't it i mean like like I, like we said in the 20 years i've been doing this this is the longest break i've ever had right you know some days when you when you get up and you think oh you know what i've not worked today i've not done any clients and you think oh no i better do double tomorrow you know you're always kind of like beating yourself up like oh yeah better get it everybody in but now you like the world doesn't need you you're not as important as you thought you were you know that that makes you kind of really humble and think right you know what? actually i could be stopped at any point this or this whole thing could just go pear, pear shape and you know nobody really cares eh? yeah yeah um, like you said you have to be really really resourceful and i think again from our indian heritage we've had we've been through some hard times and we kind of like persevered and we got through it and then you find these other talents that are started kind of emerging and blossoming through this hard time. Where now I've seen people baking stuff on um, on the um, Instagram and stuff. I started um, cooking. Sewing and in my life. Uh, yeah. I started cooking. I've never cooked in my life. Man, I started boiling um, water. <laughs> <laughs> Making um, cornflakes. Cool now, but Sorry. yeah, you find we find other skills, other skill sets um and then we're kind of like yeah exploring these things um do you know what i've not i just i just like you know i didn't think i was funny i just like make random comments here and there and um people will laugh and then i found oh people putting them to certain videos people are like oh yeah this is kind of funny so i found a new niche in the market of like just making funny videos which you know, it's not gonna might not get me anywhere but i'm enjoying doing it and it'll make someone smile like, huh and it'll make yeah, yeah, just, just getting text messages and like, um, you know, just messages on Instagram or Facebook saying, oh my God, I found your video. It's like, made my day. And I think, helping us, helping and, us I think get I told, and I told you about the time when you, one of your videos, you know, I'll, I'll hook hits his details up on, on the show notes afterwards, but, and you can follow his Instagram because he does some funny stuff on there. But um, there's one he sent with uh, Rishi Sunak, the, um, the chancellor. Um, and, he, and, he, and he voiced over his own words over it and it was absolutely hilarious and it's funny because how close me and Hits are but I never got it from Hits I got it from my <laughs> brother-in-law in Leeds who got it from his sister who's in Luton and it's like made his way around the whole community and it, that's how it works right yeah do you know what that is it like you know one one of your posts could go all around the world and then it'll come to like the person like Bavik is literally my well used to be my neighbor but you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you're not a million miles away right yeah. now, and, uh, but you could your your information can go right around the world uh, before it gets to you. And you know, like uh, another thing, people keep asking me, like, how do you get so many followers and blah blah blah. I said, don't worry about followers. Yeah, they don't put dollars in your pockets, right? You worry about the next person that walks through your shop, your business, your door, and you give them the best service possible. And they will find you like, you know, 10 other clients. You don't, you don't worry about, oh, I need to have 
you know, 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers. I had zero followers and I'm still busy every single day, right? It's like, <laughs> it just doesn't work out like that. And, um, um, I, think- I think people just um, think, oh yeah, numbers mean happiness. It, it, it really doesn't. And I think um, if you if you need to put your your um, your own self worth in things like likes and followers, then there's something already missing. Um, yeah, if you can do it for the right reason. Hundred percent. If you can just share your energy, share your love, share your thoughts, share your feelings. If you want to, if you don't want to, that's cool as well. But if you do, and you put it out there, let it go. Put it out there and let it go. Whatever happens from there, because even some people watch from afar. They see what you're putting out there. And if you want to express some energy, you may never get a response, but you know somewhere along the line, some, it is touching someone. And if you keep it up and you do it over a period of time, those little drips start coming back to you. And it's and you know, it's even within whatever profession you're in, whatever career you're in, just keep, you know, the next customer, just look after them the best you can. And just yeah. work on that and concentrate on that. And then once that's done, thank you, goodbye, move on to the next one. And that over time, you know, it's like I say, just when you do what you say, what you do, what you say you're going to do, when you say you're mm-hmm. going to do it, and if there's an issue, help them out or sort it out. Yeah. Those three things, you can stick to those three things, everything will else will work out because the universe needs you. Oh, and just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you can say, all right, for example, right? Somebody might say, oh, you know, I need you to do a certain thing. I don't know. Let's just pick, I don't know. Help. It's all right. Imagine you want, uh, your friend brings you up and says, oh, Hits, can you come and help me move my sofa? And you've got like a hundred jobs to do. Instead of just saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try later. Just say, look, I've got these things to do. But if I get time, I'll come and help you. And same in the business. Don't promise stuff which you know that, you know, you're going to find difficult because the customer will appreciate that because they can look for an, an alternative, um, you know, source or, or, or they might be willing to wait for you. But that you're giving them that power to say, all right, you know what, it's your choice. Uh, and Especially in like treatments, right? There's only so many you can do in a day. And you just have to tell people, look, I've done four, four clients today. I'm not going to have my full energy yet. So I'd rather give you full energy tomorrow if you can wait but if you're dying you know you've got aches and pains this is the situation i'm going to be in it's entirely up to you if you want to be you know the fifth client and maybe not get a hundred percent and if they're happy with that that's cool but you know i'll definitely try and give them whatever i can at that point to make them feel better but you you can't heal everybody in one go it's you know <laughs> near on <laughs> So if, you know, if someone, um, here's a hypothetical question. If someone um, pulled, rewound your life, okay, and then, uh, and then met you again when you were 18, okay, and they said, Hits, this is what's going to happen in your life up to this moment I'm talking to you today, okay? Mm-hmm. So this, you know, you're going to go to this, you're going to do this, and this is how it's going to happen, da, 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 or to here. What would you have said? Well, what would I say to my my eighteen year old self? If, if you someone came, if I came to you and said, hey, "This is how your life's going to be up to 45, 46 yeah. years," and you're going to me and yeah. you're going to be online, we're going to do a conversation, we're going to be talk yeah. about this time, and these are all the things we talked about, and these are all the things you've done in your life, and this is how it's panned out from that moment. Yeah. What would you yeah. you have said? I would have said, "No way, that <laughs> won't have happened. That's not going to happen." Because 
you know, you're 18. This, this, is the, this is the 18-year-old me, right? I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to be really like a millionaire. I'm going to live in this fat mansion. I'm going to have these cars. I'm going to have like the hottest wife ever. I don't know about wife. I think I might have had a few girlfriends or whatever. Right? <laughs> but I thought that's, that's what would have made me happy. I don't have any of those things. And I'm like mega happy. It's like, and you it's don't... Funny it's yeah. funny how it's funny how um when we i do sort of like talking to young people and doing some mentoring coaching and i said you know what if someone put me in my life at 18 years and said these are all the things that can happen up to this age i would have said first of all never secondly i ain't capable of doing all those things okay mm-hmm. you know all the things is started all the way life has panned out but thirdly because you only can draw upon the experience that you have at that age you can't forward project something that you don't even know because it's what you, it's a person you turn into on that journey of going through this, right? Yeah. So that person you become can look back and say, actually, do you know what? I understood how that's possible. But that person at that time can only draw upon the 18 years of experience, which is yeah. nothing. Now, you nothing. know, we look back at life and that's fuck all. We, we didn't know anything. Even though we, we thought we knew the world, we knew everything at that point, right? We knew nothing. And then, then when, we look, when, we, when we look forward, we can only use those small eyes to look forward. But if we then now look back with the life that we've led, we're like, actually, do you know what? I reckon I could have probably did more if I actually concentrated and focused a little <laughs> bit more rather than just bumming around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? It was fun bumming around, right? It was. But then, then, like you said, there comes to a point where you think, right, let's stop this and get on and do something better. But like you said, I think you have to go through all those tiny little experiences that we went through to make us who we are today. Like, if you told me back then, these are all the hardships that you're going to go through, I would have said, nah, I can't handle it. But once you're thrown into hardship and you learn how to become so resourceful and kind and caring and understanding, and the other thing is accepting. You've got to accept that you're in this situation. You've got to accept help from other people. And it's not because you're weak. It's because those people have knowledge beyond what you have. They've been through it. And I think that's another thing that I found quite difficult growing up. Like, oh, I should be like the man. I should know everything, right? Whereas, well, like you said, we don't know jack or until you've actually been through situations and then you learn. So when you've been through it, God will put you in a situation to help somebody, you know, bring, up, bring another guy up. So are you going to use that information or that, that knowledge to, to bring those people back up? So, um, yeah. And I think those, you know, those for me, for sure, you know, um, I've been very open and shared about things that have happened to me. Um, And it's those moments of pain and it's those moments of crisis that create a catalyst that made me shift my life and created the person you see in front of you today. Do you know what I mean? And I know I am so grateful. So at the time, it was the hardest and the deepest and the darkest moments of my life, for sure. But coming out of that and changing my whole perspective, my whole world, you know, I was living in this, you know, the society, what society dictated on success, you know, the, the cars, the house, the business, the money, etc. And once I was behind the mask and I was broken, broken, that's when it was like, actually, you know what, I have, I have not put any investment in myself. So building up my health, building up my mindset, being with people, you know, those things were the things that created this version of me. And this mm. version of me from the strongest emotionally, spiritually, physically, and psychologically I've ever been. And I don't, I can't see myself going, I can only see myself getting stronger. And it's from those moments of pain 
that created that. And I would always say that is probably the hardest time, but probably the most time that I've created, you know, learned the most, become who I am. So I can actually now say to someone, do you know what? Those moments of pain, first of all, they're created for us. And why they're created for us is because the universe knows we're strong enough to deal with them. And they know we need to create some more strength out of you. So now we're going to put you through some shit. Once you come out the other side and you look back, you're like, first of all, you're way stronger than you were before you went in. But secondly, is you can then, like you said, impart that knowledge of what you went through. So hopefully, you know, even though it's, I'm grateful I went through it, I don't want anyone else to go through it to, to learn what I learned. If someone can learn just by listening and opening their mind and becoming that without going through, that's great. But so for some reason, I see so many times of people around me that when they go through a crisis, that's when the backs of the wall thinking comes through and their true sense comes out. It's like when they say you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. Orange juice, yeah. Orange, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, I always tell people like when you're going through a tough time, don't see it as a tough time, just see it as a learning time. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and like, like, you know, it's going to hurt. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to be um, a nice sensation at that particular time. But when you look back on it, you know, in a few months' time, you probably won't even remember. And, you, and just, you know, like you'll get say, through it. And like they say, it's, it, it stops raining at some point and the sun starts to shine, right? But I say to people, you know what? The sun is always shining. You just got to look past the clouds, right? 100%. So it's always there. It's just behind it, right? just behind it so once you get through this when the, when the rain stops you'll see that sun just beams through so what do you know like sort of looking forward to yourself so you have obviously ideas and things that still are yet to happen for you mm-hmm. what what things do you still need to sort of master grow or learn to become the best version of yourself in your eyes uh, okay so i hate paperwork <laughs> all right so you, and it's part of the process isn't it it's part of the job you got to get down and do it um so yeah just got to be like more uh committed to doing it because what i do procrastinate until the last minute and then you know inland revenue's got that yeah you got 31 days to pay your thing and rush everything together but i always say you know what every every end of the week i'll i'll do my paperwork do it and then it's like oh yeah the whole month's gone so definitely you've got to stop procrastinating and just put that into action um and what about what about in life in life oh that's a big question isn't it do you know what this said now more than ever i want to travel because you can't like i want to go and see this and do that before it's all gone um so yeah definitely take more time out like instead of just oh yeah i've got to work my 48 weeks a, a year like well why don't we just work what we need to and see the world for what it really is at all these different times. I so definitely want to go and see more of the world while we can, when we can. And what are, do you know, like um, something that many people don't know about you that you do that you're proud of? That I do? Um, I don't know. I think just like, just be charitable. Just try and give where you can, what you can. And it's not always about money, you know. There's times where you can just give your time give you knowledge um spread that little bit of happiness wherever you can just do your little bits and you've talked about faith a few times in our conversation um first of all what's the importance of faith to you 
and how did it serve you in your life to be the version of yourself that's walking to me today? So um, I think, do you know what, growing up, you're, you're brought up a Hindu, right? Because you're born in a Hindu family. And uh, up until, until I had my skiing accident, actually, I didn't really have like a faith in God. I just knew there was a God and like, you know, you're supposed to pray and this and that. Um, but after my accident, I found myself properly praying as in terms of like begging God, just fix me and I'll be so good. And God knew I was a lying little shit, right? And he still fixed me. Um, but one of the things I said is like, if you, if you fix me, I'll try and help as many people as I can. And I'll probably, you know, let God down a few times, but I tried to do my best along the way. Um, and I found that maybe not a specific religion, as in a Hindu or Muslim or a Sikh and stuff, but I started reading all the little books and spiritual books as well. And I found, like you said, you know, we're all a part of um, a bigger thing, a bigger being. And the way I looked at it was, when I cut my finger, all those little blood cells bleed out. And there's billions of them that come out. So imagine yourself as just one of those cells within this body, this body of the universe or the world. Um, you're just that one cell. And if you're a good cell, you float around the body doing, you know, you nourish the arms, the legs and everything else, okay? If you're a bad cell, you become a cancerous cell and then you start deteriorating, damaging, and you start converting other cells to look like you and be like you. So I thought, you know what, let's just try and be a good, healthy cell, be the best I can. And when other people see it, if they want to mirror that, that's, you know, we've done something good for the whole of humanity, not just for yourself. Um, so yeah, I definitely think my, my type of faith um, it's not, I wouldn't call it a, a religion as such, it's just love for each other. Um, and I think that is mirrored in all of the, the major religions. They all say, you know, first thing is take care of your, your neighbor or love your brother or be good to one another, you know? And it's as simple as that. If you can just help each other, because one day you're going to need help. And I've needed help, you know, plenty of times throughout my life. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be more times where I'm going to need it. So, but if you're carrying on dishing out the help, I'm sure somebody's going to be there for you when, when you need it as well. And I think, you know, you, you'd agree it's, it's not about me. It's about we, right? Yeah. It's, it's about the whole of us. Yeah. Like you said, you know, the trees exchange their oxygen and carbon with us. Um, we can't live without them. They can't live without us. And same with you know each other. We think, oh, we can live without someone, but you know that their contribution could be just as important as yours. You know, the person next to you could be the person that's curing cancer, or the person next to you will be the one that's give, donating blood for you know your your parents or something. So everybody is valuable. God didn't put you here by accident. There's a grand design, and like an orchestra, you know, like every single instrument has its time to peak and play. The, the, the greatest uh, orchestra conductor, God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, is just, you know, playing with us every single minute of our days. And when, our time, when it's our time to shine, it'll be our time to shine. And when it's our time to like, just be in the background. And um, the chances of us being here on this planet as human beings is so slim and so distant that unless we see life as a gift, which it is, because there are so many little permutations that could happen that you were never going to be born, you know? 
there's a reason that we're here and we ne may never know like i said we may know we may never know but we understand that we're here for a reason the game needs us every piece which is every single human on this planet has a reason to be here for a bigger purpose and like i said we may never know but it's having the faith that we are just going to be the strongest we can be and let the rest just help sort itself out oh yeah definitely there, there, that's so true you know we're all here for a reason even trump <laughs> but, do you know what i mean but it's those kind of people that make you a better person because you can look at them like, like do i mirror that person or do i become better than that person so even when you think oh you know what why has god put on such a a horrible person in my life you know giving me all these horrible situations this person but it's for you to learn like you know what you could be better than this and I tell you, you know, you know, like um, Trump gets a bad rep. But one thing I know, I sort of saw about him, or sort of looked into him, because you know, while, while those sort of elections were going on, I was like, this guy has come from nowhere. He's not even a politician. He's just had a thought in his mind. You know, I want to be the, the most powerful person in the world, and yeah. he put together a plan to make that happen. Right, um, and it happened. And a, for a guy to be personally in debt to of like nine billion dollars and get himself out. Well, I swear I could probably learn some of that and probably people okay. in general could probably learn something from him. Do you know what I mean? It's just a facade that people see. But if you look yeah. behind it, there's some, you know, you can't get to that position just being a monkey. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely got some uh, bargaining skills somewhere, right? <laughs> so what, what would you say, you know, like, um, uh, what would you say is your superpower? Uh, my superpower? Well, apart from like fixing people <laughs> if it's fixing people if you believe your energy and use your healing properties yeah. to fix people then that will be super you know like i've always said my super is my patience i am mm. you know I, I i give so much patience and i have so much patience for my life but other people's lives as well and i try yeah. and live my life by that so people can live their life by that so what do you think oh uh yeah de um definitely patience with you do you know i sometimes i think oh you're so like children like you know when we see you in situations i think i would have just kicked off but <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely have that that skill um mine i don't know i think i'm a, i'm one of those people that just likes to help where i can um just get your hands dirty it doesn't matter you know i i i i what i see what i see in you all the time is you know like i said for as i got older i feel people now i don't actually see or hear them anymore i feel them and what i feel there's a light that comes from you because you have a light of like i said the healing side is one thing but an energy of giving an mm. energy of love and an energy of sharing and those things combined create you do you know what i mean so yeah that combined you know I, I don't think it's even one thing it's a few things combined that create the version of you so sometimes you can probably downplay yourself but i'm sure there's people that watch this that would say you know what that's 100 percent true and that's what i see mm. oh yeah yeah Do you know it's, it, sometimes it's hard to like put the magnifying glass on yourself isn't it and sure. you, you'll pick stuff from other people you know you, i look at people and go oh yeah do you know what that person so has such this quality and that quality and you know everything else but then you forget sometimes you're only seeing those qualities because you have maybe uh, a few remnants of that within yourself as well. And is it, is it, is it a case of you, you know, if you want to see in the world, if you want to see more things that you want to see, be yourself first. So you want to see happy people, be happy first yourself. You want to see mm. more giving, give yourself first. You know, you're never going to see. It's like the universe will create a mirror up to show you what you are. 
and that's what you notice and see around you and those receptors come on so you know always look at yourself first you will have control of yourself first mm -hmm. no one else you can control only how you respond to something or or how you react or think about it you can't control anything outside you you can just how you respond to it. you're your own remote control aren't you you just control yourself and yeah. what you're saying is true like you know if you i chose to be happy at some point in my life because I used to go around and go on, that person's so miserable and that person said this, this and this. And I was thinking, well, do you know what? If I'm picking up their such, you know, bad qualities, um, I'm probably contributing to them being like that because yeah. you know, we're, we're interacting yeah. constantly. Yeah. And um, I can't remember which book it was, but some, somewhere it was like, you know, um, how you choose to see things is um, a reflection of you, not of them. So I thought, all right, you know what? I'm just going to choose no drama. That was my biggest thing. No drama. I'm going to choose happiness. And those are kind of like, yeah, I'm going to stick to that. And then people will be like, oh, this, this, this problem happened. I was like, that wasn't a problem. It was a good thing because this, this, and this came out of it. And they're like, oh, how can you look at it like that? I was like, well, I just choose to look like that. And you know, the amount of times when you think, oh, I'm just going to choose to be happy. And um, for example, I was at the airport, Houston airport. Um, this was back then when like, you know, when all brown skin was considered terrorist looking. Right? <laughs> and uh, the guy looking at me, I was like, oh, this guy's got it in for us, right? Cause we're just brown skinned. And I got to the, uh, where they put the passport in and he's like, he shouted escort. I was like, what's going on here? These two guards came, grabbed me and took me to like this holding room at the back of the airport. Yeah. I was just sat there thinking, why is this happening now? Like, you know, <laughs> what's going on? But again, I just sat there and I thought, you know what? Actually, I can choose to be in that negative energy because I kind of, as soon as I saw that um, guard, I thought he looks racist and I brought my energy down, right? So it's probably my fault. So I sat there and I thought, you know what? All right, I'm just going to think of all the people that I love and all the caring people in the world. Because when you think of them, you automatically start vibrating at a higher energy. So I just sat there and like literally they kept me there for three hours, right? And then these two um, immigration officers came out and they like called my name. So I got up and then went into like a, um, another like interview room, sat there and like, they just said, let me just ask you something. Do you know this person? And he showed me a picture of some Indian guy, right? And I was like, bro. I don't know who that is. And then the second guy goes, he kind of looks like you. I was like, mate, to you, all his Indians look the same, right? And he started laughing. And um, the first guy started laughing as well. I was like, look, I can see what you, where you're thinking, right? And, uh, and he goes, all right, cool. And he goes, oh, it's just because, you know, his name is Hitesh Patel. I was like, but this is like the John Smith of like the Indian <laughs> world. If you go onto Google now and put in Hitesh Patel, it would be like 8 million hits, right? So he goes, okay. He goes, it's just because like, you know, um, I go, oh, is he wanted for something? He goes, um, he's overstayed his um, visa. So just making sure like it's not you. I go, oh, look, trust me, man. that's not me. We look completely different. And we're, I was just having like jokes with them. And I think they picked up like that light energy. I wasn't down. I wasn't feeling bad about it. And they were like so nice to me from that. They're like, all right, so where are you going? So I told them going to my niece's wedding. I said, come to the wedding, man. And, you know, you'd be like the first like, people at, at this wedding. They'll be like shocked and that. They're like, oh, thanks for the offer and all that kind of stuff. But I said, look, I've been here three years and I missed my connecting flight. 
he goes, where are you going to? I said, oh, I've got to get to uh, Waco. And he's like, no problem. He took me down to like uh, American Airlines desk and they're like, put this guy on the next flight to uh, Waco. And um, the woman goes, oh, I don't think there's a flight till tomorrow morning. All right? So he's like, oh, okay. He goes, let's see what we can do for you, right? And there's like a connecting flight that isn't supposed to be um, like for passengers coming in from another airport. And they're like, we can get call that in because that's its end destination is Waco. Because you might have to wait an hour. I was like, <laughs> but, but beats waiting um, until the next morning, right? So there was just me, my cousin that flew with me, and uh, one of the airline workers on that flight. Wow. So just three of us, like, it was like having your own private plane. And, and, the, guy, and the guy that was um, working on the flight, he would just finished his shift and he was going back to Waco to home. So he was just getting transported home. And he got, like, he got our suitcases and everything. He goes, don't you worry, mate. You just you sit and chill. So it's like, you know, God, God sent you your own private plane to get to um, this wedding. is like awesome. And I think um, what you said at the start of that, where you said, you, no one makes you happy, you choose to be happy. No one makes you sad, you choose to be sad. No one makes you angry, you choose to be angry. And as soon as you get that, you realize this is in my hands. How I feel at any moment in my time, the guy's just cut me off in his car and he's cut on my lane. It's my choice at this point what to do. I can mm. slow down and think, you know, guy's probably having a bad day, let him go. Or yeah. thinking maybe he's just ignorant and he still has a lot to learn, so I'll, I'll let him learn. He's yeah. okay, you know? Or you can get angry and then you realize all you're doing is poisoning yourself and your body. There's nothing else. No one else is going to suffer apart from you. So, mm. I, you know, going to the Buddhist center when I used to be, when I was going through such a deep and dark time, I found that that was the first thing they were teaching us in terms of it's all in your head. You decide. Once you realize it's your choice, you realize that the whole world opens up because everything is your choice. Everything is your choice. You know, whether you get up in the morning and, you know, get on with your day or do you want to just lie in bed and, and waste it? It's, it's your choice. And it I doesn't matter that, what anybody else says to you. If you yeah. choose to do something, you, you do it. You know, no one forces you to like, you know, um, I don't know, open up a bottle of vodka and get drunk and sit in, you know, on your sofa all day. Or somebody could say, all right, you know what, here's a bottle of vodka. You can go out and sell it. You can make cocktails. You can make money. It's your choice whether you, yeah. you how you use your resources. Everybody gets given, like, resources. Um, and, it is, and the saying that springs to mind is your life is 100% your choice and your responsibility. So live it and surround yourself with the best versions of everything you need to be around you to be the best version of yourself, right? So as we sort of enter the last parts of this conversation, and um, like I said, I can talk for ages with you. It's, it's, it's always <laughs> about that. Um, Fly away. Yeah, so what we've done is you, you, we, we're going to fast forward your life, right? We're going to move you to the last moments. These are last moments of your life, you know? Um, you have, you've lived till 200 years old. You've done everything you want to do. You know, you, you've, you've helped as many people as you physically can. And you've reached the age. You might be lying down. You might be sitting down, but you don't actually have any energy to speak anymore. All you have is a pen and a paper to write three words. And those three words have first of all helped you resonate with you all your life, but also you hopefully are the people that see those words it will help them and maybe if they put that into their life and practice them, maybe it can help them a little bit more. What do you think those three words would be for you? Mm, 
think, take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup, uh, empty jug, right? You've got to fill yourself up with the best knowledge, the best health, the best um, energy that you can um, and take that energy and, and, and spread it as far as you can. But don't, don't wear yourself thin. You know, a lot of the times, especially as in, in the starting of our, our careers, we're like killing ourselves and we're not getting any further. We're just like draining ourselves. And so I learned like, you know what? Take care of yourself first. And it's not like being selfish. It's being um, understanding enough that this body has a limited amount of energy at any one point, right? A uh, limited amount of uh, resources to use at any one point. So use those carefully. Take care of yourself and then be as good as you can to everybody else. You know what? One of my clients, he's a, um, he's a heart specialist. And he told me this, he goes, um, the oxygen, the air that we breathe in is only 4% oxygen, all right? Only 4%. Out of that 4%, uh, three of that percent your heart will take. So 75% will go to your heart. Pin the blood around, everything else is useless. And the other 25%, you know, is used by you know, the rest of your body, okay? But it knows that Take care of the heart, take care of your heart, both like emotionally as well, as well as physically. So eat right, but think right, feel right. Because a lot of the times, you know, when you start hating on yourself, you're breaking down the heart's cell structure, they, they, they start to deteriorate. And it goes, it's amazing when you look at a heart, how different each one will feel and look, depending on how that person thinks of themselves. Because your, your thoughts directly affect how your cells behave and interact. Um, so, yeah, take care of yourself first and then use that um, care. You'll naturally spread it to everybody else. Because if you, if you become caring for yourself, you become caring for the rest of the world because you know each and every single part of, of the world is, is a part of you. Yeah, I fully agreed. And, you know all the you know all the people i choose to surround myself with which is you know people like yourself and people that thinking this way and i think it is so helpful when we can have these conversations to share this information because the world needs to see more people like us that thinking this way because then it just creates a better environment for all of us right all of us yeah yeah definitely so <clears throat> this um podcast called bigger than the hustle and right now i'm going to make you bigger than the world okay um, I've got a mic, and that mic is connected to 7.58 billion people. Every single one of them can hear you. It, they can understand what you're saying. And there's no language barrier. They're all awake, and they're all listening. So I can afford you 30 seconds, because this thing is costing me a lot of money for every second. So I'll afford you 30 seconds to share a message that you'd like everyone in the world to hear. What would your message be? Oh, simple message. You know, like, as Mother Teresa said, you might not be able to help everyone. You might not be able to feed everyone, but just feed that one person you can. And doesn't necessarily mean feeding food. Feed them your energy. Feed them your knowledge. Feed them your goodness. And if everybody just took care of one person, everybody in the whole world will be taken care of. Because it just needs one person to help one person, and that rippling effect will go out to the rest of the world. So do what you can today to help that one person and make this world a better place. Perfect. Thank you so much, Hits. Oh, you're welcome. Um, 
I acknowledge you, Hits, because I've known you for a long time. I've seen you grow. I've seen you how you've turned up to work. I've, I've seen you become the man you've become, um, the amount you share, the amount of information you have, the amount of love you give, the amount of time you give away, and the amount of growth you've put in yourself and invested in yourself to be the version of yourself. You also bring in humor into it all because we all need to be reminded that you know, life is fun as well, man. So just oh, keep that's it. Yeah, working, right. Um, and I know I'm going to know you all my life. So good luck on everything you're doing. Uh, we'll be doing more together, and there'll be lots more. I'm building a studio as well, so I'm going to invite you along there. And we'll do this face to face as well. Awesome. Um, man. So what I'm going to do as well, guys, if you want to follow hits, watch his Instagram posts because they are really funny. I'm going to hook up his details, his um, uh, idea, everything on the show notes, how to follow him. Um, and uh, till next week, um, just always remember this as, as an ending. Um, big energy leads to big thoughts. Big thoughts lead to big ideas. Big ideas lead to big actions. Big actions lead to big life. So keep thinking big. Until next week, see you. Bye-bye.